I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today. Live, Randy Robinson here, and we're going to talk about something that you don't want to hear me talk about <laughs> necessarily. Uh, it's a little, little uncomfortable when I look at it because we're talking about women, not men too, but mainly women and their their self-image, their body image. Uh, and so, of course, you know, when I've got something that I'm in way over my head, I find someone who uh, is an expert in such area. And that's who I have today. Rachel Gilbert is with me. She uh, hosts Real Talk with Rachel, a podcast that we'll tell you a little more about. She's also a, a therapist and the owner of a health organization. And this is something that she has really committed uh, a lot of her life to, to help people. Because a lot of us, especially women, but really all of us, we can look in the mirror and y- you you can get into self-loathing and, and shame. Uh, and that's not healthy. So we're going to try to help you adjust your perspective a little bit. Maybe if you need to make some changes, help you find the motivation to make some changes. Um, but really kind of alter that obstacle of the the bad self-image. So invite you to be a part of the conversation. Chat is open if you're watching on a chat-enabled channel. Rachel, welcome to Life Today Live. Randy, thank you for having me. I love being in this seat. <laughs> oh yeah, because you're usually you're interviewing <laughs> yeah. the people, and now you get to oh, well, you get to talk. So, what walk us through a little bit of your background and experience, just so people kind of know where you're coming from and why this is important to you. Absolutely, and Randy, I do want to say I understand that it's an awkward topic, especially <laughs> honestly for men and women. And this is kind of my heart behind this topic is we need to talk about it more. Mm. That's partially the therapist in me and also partially just knowing my own background and wishing 20 years ago, I had somebody who was having this conversation with me. Mm. So to your question, where'd this come from? It's a, both a personal and a professional uh, heart burden of mine. And I personally have a pretty cool story. I don't want to you know, spend the entire time just telling you all about my personal story, but in a nutshell, growing up, um, definitely was more of an overweight kid. And in high school, I had an injury that caused me to lose a bunch of weight. And um, first and only time in my life that's ever happened, by the way, <laughs> accidental weight loss. And in that season, I discovered, oh, wow, this is what it feels like to be noticed because uh, I'd lost all this weight for health reasons. But I got my first boyfriend and all of these things. And in that season, in hindsight, I now see the enemy used that season to get me to believe a lie that my worth, my self-image, all that was wrapped up in what I look like. And even deeper than what I look like, do people approve of me, right? Like yeah. what what is people's opinion of me and do they accept me? And from there entered all kinds of disordered eating and shame and mm-hmm. hiding all kinds of stuff. Uh, And then in college, I went on and studied my undergraduate degrees actually in exercise physiology, because I thought, I'm going to learn everything I can about the body, because there's a lot of control in this topic as well, by the way. And I did, I learned all kinds of things about it. And then I got married. And here's the interesting thing about when we have something in our lives that we struggle with, when you get married, those of you who are married, you understand this, 
it's a little bit harder to hide that thing. <laughs> it, it, those things, marriage has a beautiful way of just bringing things into the light in a, in a good way. This was God's design. And my husband was the first one who just noticed something was off and he was a huge part of my healing journey. And so after teaching group fitness for about 10 years, I was a stay at home mom. I went back to school. I did something that not many people do, but I was a stay at home mom for 10 years. And I felt like God called me to go back and get my graduate degree. And so I went to the King's university and got my degree in marriage and family therapy. And while I was there, one of my research topics was body image, in particular, Christian women and body image. And I learned a ton there. I worked in an eating disorder center. Um, so you're welcome to ask me all the questions about any of the above that I just shared with you. <laughs> well, I, I want to show people real quick because I didn't do it at the top. Your, a book that is out now just came out called Image Restored by Rachel Gilbert. Uh, and it this is obviously a great resource for anyone who is struggling in this area. Uh, I'm I'm curious because there, there has to be a, a balance. And, you know, when we come from a Christian perspective, you know, you, you we downplay the physical and the vanity and, you know, some of those things, rightly so. But yet the Bible says that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which implies, if not explicitly, then implicitly, that we should at least take care of our bodies. What, what do you see the proper balance when we look at our physical body? Because that's, you know, we're, this, that's what we're stuck in for this lifetime. What, what is the right approach, maybe, before we get into some of the more detrimental things? This is such a great question because I feel like it stumps people. And the best illustration I can think of is being mindful of not living between, there's two different lands. And it's called the land of obsession and the land of neglection, mm. both of which have different idols, both of which have different strongholds and hangups. And the land of neglection would be one that we can sometimes see some faith-based people come a little bit more from there of, you know what, God cares most about my spirit. And you know what, that's true. Like if, at the end of the day, I do believe the Lord, he's, he cares about our heart more than anything. I like to just great, lay that foundation. The Lord cares about, and he sees the heart. We know that's even biblical and um, that's absolutely the truth. And so we can, if we're not careful, live over in a land of neglection, just completely just like, I'm going to just neglect my physical body. It doesn't matter. But then the other thing we can do is we can swing over into the land of obsession. And we can even use Bible verses to live in this land of obsession. Mm -hmm. And we could say, hey, you know what? My body's a temple, just like you said. And so I'm going to spend several hours of the day in the gym and I'm going to spend thousands of dollars on all the products, all the supplements, all the things. And both are not healthy lands to live in. One has One's full of pride, one's full of shame. And the Lord wants us to be really it's a union like with him within our body these bodies are a gift mm -hmm. if we even look back to adam and eve we can see our bodies he never intended for us to be hyper aware of them he also never intended for us to be at war with them they were meant to be a gift kind of just like money is a gift right we can use it as a tool and a resource and we can use it for his kingdom but we also don't want to worship money Right. We want to right, worship right. the one who gave us the money. And so that's where we can get into a, st a, a sticky area with our bodies is just being mindful that, hey, this body is a gift. Mm. And God even said this is a good gift. Right. Mm. But we have to be careful that we don't worship the gift rather than the giver. 
Yeah, now that's that's true. I so I I will, I will say something that, that will likely get me in trouble, and I confess this. I recognize that this is probably I, I may be completely wrong on this, <laughs> but but I have a tendency to if I see uh, you know a, a way overweight preacher, I kind of go hmm something's wrong there. And on the other end of the spectrum, when I see pastors like they're on Instagram and they're all pumping up and around, you know, I go, okay, maybe he's a little too into it. Right. Um, is it, is it fair to say that our bodies reflect our spiritual condition at all? Or is that really not fair? I would have to say yes and no. I know, (laughs) right. That's the best answer. Um, because the no piece I would say comes from not all bodies are the same. This was something that my husband and I, we both have the same undergrad and then he went on to get his doctoral degree. So we took a ton of gross anatomy, which for anybody who gross doesn't mean, ooh, it's disgusting. That's just what the class is called, <laughs> which means we actually dissect human cadavers. Huh. And uh, I know, I'm sorry if that's, that's too gross. much information for some people, it <laughs> is gross. That's the gross and the gross anatomy. Yeah, right. it is. Uh, but all this to say, we I learned in that class that no two bodies are created the same. We mm. actually dissected one um, cadaver that didn't have their, his latissimus dorsi muscles, which is your back muscles. And so the no piece of this is, to your question, is that not all bodies are created the same, right? There are some people just genetically, I mean, my husband's one of them. He's one of those guys. I love him, but he can do one workout and see his abs. Right. I could do I could work out all month long and still never see my abs. So there's a bit of a genetic piece that we do have to consider a little bit on this. But then, yes, to your point, it does. I mean, absolutely. I I always like to be clear. I don't like to be the body image police is what I call it, Mm. meaning I'm not the Holy Spirit. I can't tell just from looking at somebody how they're taking care of their body. Right. Sometimes we can. But oftentimes it comes from looking at the fruits of the spirit. So if somebody who we deem to, like you said, maybe look overweight, but do they have energy? Are they glowing? Are they, you know, like, do they feel well? Um, It comes back to that wellness and it comes back to the whole point of our bodies feeling well and moving well is because we are, we're mobile temples. We're taking the, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're taking him everywhere you go and if whatever size or shape I need to be to do that, and it feels honoring and I can, my own convictions with the Holy Spirit says, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honoring my body. I'm taking care of my body. Then that's the piece that matters. So did I answer your question without answering your question? Yeah, no, you <laughs> did. And you know, and I think that's good. And I think that's healthy because I think a lot of people kind of fall into where I'm at. Uh, and, and it's really not healthy to judge a book by the cover in a sense because you're right i mean there i know i know a guy i work with man the dude goes to waterburger or brahms every day and he's skinny as a rail and i'm like i can't do that you know i'm i'm eating salads over here and i'm, I'm still carrying around more fat than he is it's like so yeah you're 100 percent right um why do you think women especially struggle more in this area or, or do they am i is that a misconception Yeah, well, both men and women do struggle. I learned that. I had my eyes open to that a lot when I was in graduate school and in eating disorder center. We had pretty equal amounts of men and women in that facility that I was in. 
But I do think overall women struggle more. And I think there's a couple reasons. One, culture for sure. I mean, we can't deny that culture puts a lot mm-hmm. of expectations on women. Even, you know, I remember the first time I had a baby and just that cultural expectation of, okay, six weeks later, you should look like you did right right before you were pregnant. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. That culture for sure does it. But then also I do believe that again, I I like to keep the enemy, the enemy, and that's Satan. And just that he knows that with women, I mean, he's, he was jealous of them from the start. He's been trying to trip us up and he knows that women hold so much um, power to bring unity, to bring life, literally, not just through birth, but also through, I mean, all that we do, any woman, you ever been around a woman, like they just bring life to, to the area. And he wants to trip us up and get us to where we take that life that we would have exuded and we get a little internal and held down in our own shame and insecurity to where we can't fully show up and be present even to those around us. Yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, you lived up in Oklahoma for a while, you told me. So you're probably familiar, uh, with Oral Roberts university where I graduated, where they educate the whole man, which means body, mind, and spirit. And I think that's a, wonderful appropriate uh really the only right approach to looking at life body mind and spirit so here's my question if i want to uh, improve my body because maybe i've neglected it um or maybe i'm abusing it you know because uh, an eating disorder or you know an addiction to working out which i think is real i've seen that before not in my own life <laughs> but should i start with my body or should i start with my mind or my spirit i love this question because <laughs> you're literally talking about behavior modification mm-hmm. most people start with the body and that's what we call behavior modification which works for you know we can white knuckle it for a little bit <laughs> but the problem with it is we didn't get to the root mm-hmm. of it and I, I'm all for going after the root of what is it that's causing the behavior that we're wanting to change. A very, very practical tip I like to give people is that your thoughts affect your feelings and your feelings affect your behaviors. So a great place to start one is in your mindset. Just like you said, like, what are my thoughts on this? Like, what do I believe? Where did these core beliefs come from? Maybe it's from your family. Maybe it's from culture whatever it is. It's worth your time to stop and see what is driving me. And then of course the spirit, the heart, I don't, I mean, nothing changes for real until there's a shift in our heart. We could say this for all areas of our life. That's why God cares so much about our hearts. And he tells us to guard your heart, protect it because everything flows from it. Well, everything is everything. So yeah, our wellness, our fitness, our body, that's part of that everything. And so I love, I think it all starts with a submitted heart saying, Mm -hmm. Lord, I've been trying to do this in my own strength for however many years. Mm -hmm. It's not working. (laughs) What I'm doing isn't working. I have zero desire to buy another plan or to jump on another bandwagon thing. I submit my heart to you. And when we submit, it gives him that space to then come into that area and show us some things that might need to be uprooted and then he'll give us a plan. And maybe it is something you're supposed to join or do, but it's so much more joyful when he's in it. I've um, used a word earlier, wellness. 
and and I've had I've heard other people, experts in in the field, talk about the we really shouldn't focus on the body image. Uh, I mean, even if it's a good looking body, one that the you know everybody would agree, oh, that that guy looks fit, that girl looks fit, you know she looks great. But we should focus on on wellness as the goal because, as you know very well, that someone can look good, but not actually be healthy. What's yep. what's sort of the difference between being fit or being well? Yeah, a simple example is even just let's look at food. Uh, a mindset difference is if you looked at food and looked at it as counting calories, which we know is a very popular thing to do, or counting macros is the, the better phrase that most people like to use these days. And when we look at it from a place of what I can have and what I can consume versus what is this food going to, how's it going to nourish me? I know whenever I flip the script on looking at food, instead of looking at it as evil, right? We have, Mm -hmm. we have, um, we put morals to food, which is kind of crazy. Like, (laughs) let's just go ahead and call that what it is. Like, I'm not bad because I had a cupcake, but wait, I'm, you know, that's just, we need to stop that kind of verbiage. But Whenever we flip the script on, instead of viewing it as, oh, there's this, this many calories and this much fat, and oh no, I'm going to have to go run it off afterwards. Yeah. And instead we look at it as, oh wow, this food is going to nourish me. It's going to provide vitamins. It's going to provide nutrients. And it's a, it's equivalent to a car, right? I, I hope nobody's putting water in their car and expecting it to run. Now, of course, we need water in our bodies, but our cars need gas, right, mm-hmm. to go. And that's the same thing with our body is if we want to live our best and feel our best, it, we have to put things in it that agrees with it. And that our body's going to say, oh, this is great. This is energy. We can use this and we can function well with this. Okay. Now I see you're touching on something. This is Rachel Gilbert, author of this book, Image Restored, taking all the fun out of my eating because I <laughs> like food that makes me feel good. Uh, but we're gonna, I'm going to ask her about that. I want to show you real quick her website. This is rachelgilbert.com. You want to follow up with her? She's got some good resources there. If this is something where you're like, I need to pay more attention to this. Uh, I need to go a little deeper on this subject. Uh, she's got some great freebies, and I'll let her talk about that. But I, I, I have been guilty, Rachel, and I know a lot of people are, of uh, eating something that makes me feel good and is not necessarily is not good on the calorie count, uh, and it's it's processed, sugared. It's not not. I know it's not good body fuel. How do we break that? Because that's a, that's a hard one. I mean, when I, when I sit down and turn on Netflix, I like to snack on my Chex Mix, you know? Yeah. That's a tough one. Well, hey, Randy, good news. I'm right there with you. Hmm. I, lo- I like junk food right along with you. So I want to just go ahead and debunk, uh, at least I can speak for myself, that I don't eat fruits and vegetables and in whole foods 100% of the time. And in fact, we know the word says that everything's permissible, but not everything's beneficial. And so I do have moments where I do, I got on date night with my husband. I'm not, I'm not looking at what's fueling me. I'm like, Ooh, we want the nachos and we want the, (laughs) you know, we're, we're getting a dessert and we're living life. We're enjoying life. That's a good thing to want to enjoy life. Now, the difference is though, is do you get to make those sound mind decisions or are they make, or is the food making that decision for you? Hmm. Meaning like you're talking about, can I watch Netflix without my thing? 
<laughs> I like to always ask my heart. I know this sounds a little silly, but what do you need right now? Like, really, what is it that you need? Is it that I'm just trying to unwind from the day? And it is fun to munch on something. And so it's not an emotional thing. Or am I avoiding something? And you're the only one who can answer that question. No expert can answer that for you. <laughs> That's between you and the Holy Spirit right there. Well, <laughs> and you know, you're getting back to some of the emotions around eating. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're right. I think, uh, uh, you know, getting for me, the chocolate covered almonds, uh, when I'm watching a movie with my wife or something every once in a while uh, is, is okay. But if I'm dumping shame on myself now, it's not healthy. And if, again, yeah. if it's driving me, how do, gosh, it is, I think that may be the hardest thing is detaching the emotions from the food. Uh, and so I guess a perspective shift to look at it as, as fuel, you know, is healthy because I do know that when I, when I eat, you know, a, a good salad and some lean protein, you know, like chicken or turkey or something, I do feel better and I have more energy. Um, my body communicates with me and lets me know that, hey, what you just put in here, yeah, now you're tired, you got no energy or you feel bloated or, you know, any of that versus, no, I feel good. Uh, I mean, did God make it that way where if we listen to our bodies, maybe we can learn something? I love this question. I'm sorry I've said that uh, several times. You're asking really great questions because that's um, I, I did write a chapter on that in the book. And, and I have so many women who are resonating with learning to listen to their bodies mm. because absolutely our bodies are always speaking to us. And I want to hit on something that you brought up because I think it's really important that he, people hear this when you mentioned that it's more so, you know, you have the snack and then afterwards you feel guilty about it and i want us to be very mindful of the difference between condemnation and conviction we've all heard this in other areas of our lives right but sometimes we don't always apply it to food in the way we're taking care of our bodies but it is uh god is does his character is not condemning he's not shaming this is totally the world and the enemy who has put shame on us for eating the snack or eating the cupcake, but the Holy Spirit, he'll convict and say, okay, Randy, the fifth night in the row of the snacks, maybe we <laughs> should, maybe the sixth night we shouldn't do the snack, right? Yeah. That, and he's kind, it's loving, it's not heavy, it's not has mm. to do with our identity. So we do, we have to separate our identity because no matter how we take care of our body that's not our identity right it's going to help we're going to live our lives much fuller and as you said i'm going to feel better because i'm i'm with you there are certain foods that i know if i eat them my body's going to be like uh hello rachel remember we can't do that food yeah. and uh and but at the same time it should be um a voice that's kind and loving and convicting not one that's okay well now you as a person mm -hmm. are are bad yeah okay and i think that's key i want to reiterate that sheila walsh had a saying uh when we would host broadcast show together she would say that um let me see shame let, let, conviction or she's another word but basically conviction says you've done something wrong shame says you are something wrong yep and and i i really think anytime we hear that voice whether it's self-condemnation uh or condemnation that we're feeling that may be external, we got to recognize that's not God. He's not in the condemning business. Everybody knows John three sixteen. 
But if you just keep reading, John three seventeen literally says that he didn't come into the world to condemn the world. And so anytime I hear condemnation, I go, that's, that's not God, because it says right there in Scripture, Jesus came without condemnation. does come with conviction, uh, and that conviction is always with the motivation of our own good. And I think that really applies in the area of wellness, uh, which you're talking about. So really good. i got to hit a couple things. Um, well, let me, let me ask you about the website uh, here. This is bbchealth.com. I'll put that in the chat for those who are watching that. Uh, this is your clinic in, is it in Dallas or over in Louisville, somewhere in that area? And what? It is in Louisville. Okay, so it's in Louisville, anybody that's local here in our area. But what can, is, is there a benefit to people who are outside the area or is this really more for pe- people that are local? Uh, well, for telehealth with me, I, I do, I can okay. counsel anywhere in Texas oh, for wow. sure. Great. Yeah, but we're an integrated medical practice, which just means all under this roof, which I'm sitting under right now, we have uh, medical doctors, NP, DC, which is a doctor of chiropractic, and then counselor, which is me. And we just are taking a whole person approach, kind of like what you were talking about a little bit ago of we believe everything is integrated and everything affects each other. So it's really nice to be able to collaborate with multiple providers under one roof. Okay, well, great resource. So anybody that wants to telehealth that that's available um (laughs) i have an odd question and because multiple people are commenting on this and then i want to talk about the freebies on your website but there there's a pillow next to you to your Uh right and people are literally asking about the pattern of the pillow i don't know what why it has caught their eye but i'm going to honor my uh audience today the people that are watching live and i'll hold it up for you yeah so what is that close can you read it at all nope no, okay. Uh, this is, I'm so, that you guys, that makes my heart beyond happy <laughs> to know that you noticed my pillow because I keep this, the, the room I'm in right now is my podcasting and writing room. And then I have a counseling room in another area of the clinic. This is, and I have these pillows in both rooms. This is my emotion wheel pillow. Oh. And it's exactly back to what you're referring to. So many people um, don't have emotion words right we all have emotions but if you think about emotions we weren't born just knowing how to communicate them and very few people have uh, much emotional intelligence sorry to be said that as kindly as as i could but this is to help uh, expand the emotional vocab i highly recommend it you can get them in stickers and things but you can use it whenever you don't have words kind of like whenever you're saying that moment of i'm wanting to grab for the food uh this is a simple tool i like to use i pull out my emotion wheel and say okay what am i really feeling right now let's let's see what's at the root of this and and look at it and it's really fun to put words to it and sometimes your emotions just they need up and out they'll they'll get up and out one way or another by the way they'll find a way out so we can either let them out gracefully and say hey emotion i see you and i feel you and i'm thankful for you and we felt it and it'll move along so there you go. That's what they're seeing. <laughs> that's uh, that's wild. I had no idea. And my my daughter uh, literally did that with my grandson. She got stickers for him because when he was before he was two years old, um, he wasn't able to verbalize. He either didn't know the words or he couldn't say them. Uh, and but she had the stickers, and it really. I was like, at first, I was like, okay, that's we didn't do that as parents. That was yeah. a great idea though, because he would point to 
to show how he was feeling, which would help her deal with him and deal with his emotions. And we never yeah. outgrow that. So. No, no. My husband and I have used that pillow in discussions. At first, we both laughed about it. Hilarious. But it's actually really fun. You should try it. I don't care your age. <laughs> where do you where do you get those? That's from Amazon. Oh, okay. It's cover. You can, on Amazon, you can also get all the stickers and things. Just type in Emotion Wheel and you'll... Oh have stuff for days pop up on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll have some entertaining times at your home for, for exactly. days. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. That actually reminds me, um, in the chapter on emotions in my book, I, we did something called emotion flowers. So it's a little bit similar, but you can color them and there's a bunch of word emotion words in there. So that's uh, a fun is, color. Is, is that what you have on your website for people to download? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it, one of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's a website, uh, rachelgilbert.com. Tell them what they can get right now for free. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go to the book page there, there is, you can enter your info and you're going to get access to a private podcast, which is the Image Restored podcast. And it's me, the author, kind of going through each chapter with you. But then the printables, the book is a combo workbook and trade book in one. And so the printables are some of the therapeutic activities, but then some of the coloring sheets. And one of the coloring sheets we included for free that you can download is that emotion flower worksheet everybody is loving that worksheet right now nice okay well if you want to work in this area rachelgilbert.com and and look for those you can see those uh, visually i showed you some of those uh but rachel great conversation i'm gonna let you have the last word to maybe you know people can walk away from this and, and just remember that that one key thing uh but i appreciate your time and expertise and and you know I, I appreciate your approach, which is to encourage people not to shame them, condemn them, make them feel bad, make them feel like they failed, because that really, that's unhealthy, too. But encouragement, the encouragement you're giving to, okay, let's let's be more mindful of how we're taking care of this temple. Not worship it, not neglect it. Uh, really balanced view. And, and anybody that's struggled in any area of this, I, I really want you to hear what Rachel's saying, because... This is a proper, healthy mindset. But last word to you, Rachel. Yes, grace, grace, and more grace. That's what the word that was popping into my head is extending yourself grace, receiving it from the Lord. And one of the founding verses of this book is from Psalm 127.1. It's just that if the Lord, unless the Lord builds a house, the laborers will build in vain. And I sense and I know that so many of you listening today you're tired of trying to do this on your own. Mm. You're weary. It feels like you're doing it in vain. And I just want to encourage you. That is not from the Lord. And he wants to partner with you. He wants to be right there with you. He wants to go on this journey with you. And when you invite him into this space, it's going to be fun. Like that was the vision. Even um, actually had a cool dream last night that our conversation was going to be fun, which was random. And that's part of why I'm wearing hot pink, because I just felt like (laughs) this is going to be fun. This is going to be light. And I feel like that's actually a word for the listeners. Mm. Like this is supposed to, this area, we don't need to be afraid of it. We don't need to feel shame around it. The Lord's in it. It was his design. He designed, our, our body was his idea. He knows it better than any of us. And so walk let him into this space and you're you're gonna have fun there's gonna be joy there's gonna be grace there's gonna be healing freedom all the things so lean into that today love it thank you rachel gilbert we were made in god's image every one of you watching made in god's image 
so you can have your image restored, which is new for book. You can get that book wherever you get books. But most of all, just take the wisdom that you've heard today and apply it. Live it out. Believe it. And you will be healthier in your mind, which will translate to health in your body. Appreciate you being here. Hit like, share, follow, subscribe, and uh, come back. We'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live. Praying for you, Judy. Nobody can prevent you from doing the will of God.